0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, we have AJ and Shantae of Rapid Skills 360 coming to you from Rapid City, South Dakota. Guys, how are you today? What's going on?
2: Great. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well. I am. I'm particularly excited to pick your brain on this business. This is this is near and dear to my heart as someone who came from the sports performance side of the industry. So I'm excited to see your take on all of this and and how this business has evolved over time. But guys, I don't want to paint on your canvas for the people listening who who aren't familiar with, with rapid skills and the business, give us a bit of a description here. When you tell people what this is, how do you describe it to them?
3: Rapid skills to us is um, sports development. We target youth, but we also go through uh, adult sports development. Um, we try to see kids and athletes K through college and on into their professional careers. Um, our approach is, uh, Pretty straightforward with prep, practice, and performance. Um, over the years of being an athlete, I noticed that trainers in the weight room and then your trainers and the athletic trainers and the coaches weren't always on the same page. Mm-hmm. We saw coaches that wanted kids out of the training room quicker. We saw um, strength coaches that knew the kids needed to be, continue to lift weights during the regular season so that they were strong going into the postseason, but there would always be some bickering, right? And the bickering would be amongst bad teams. When I went and played for great programs, um, the coaches and the trainers and everybody involved in the uh, organizations from the presidents down to the uh, concession people, they got along, right? So we really take that approach of, of family performing. Right? So everybody in the building has a, has a job and they're impactful on each athlete. So they got to be there for each athlete. And yeah. that, that's our approach and that's, that's what we think about when a kid walks through the door. First thing we need to do is see where he's at. And you can't do that without observation. He can tell you all he wants to but everybody overrates themselves or, or underrates themselves. Nobody gives yeah. yourself a true, true valuation. So you can only do that by um, work. So we give them Time to, to try the program before we start to really implement the program. You understand?
1: Absolutely.
3: So, and prep, so- Practice and performance is what we, we target here. We want, we want to get them ready. We want to give them plenty of space to practice their craft. And then we want to give them an opportunity to be able to also um, perform at a high level. So we hold, host tournaments and we take traveling teams and um, as far as we can.
1: Got it. And so the focus being sports performance development of these youth caliber athletes to get them to the next level and and performing in a way that would be considered amongst the elite in whatever their craft is. Take me back, guys. I want to hear a little bit about how all this whole thing got started. And so... Plant us into the mindset of AJ and Shantae on the day that the idea formulated, we're going to open up this 35,000 square foot facility. What was going on for you guys and, and how did we get here?
3: Um, with anything that works, love and passion, man. love and passion. Um, I love the game that I played, which was basketball. And I love my wife and she loved me. So We watched each other grow in our professional careers. She's got 23 years in the military. She retired from the Air Force. I played basketball my entire life, retired as a professional athlete from Europe. Um, We took those passions and we just, we wanted to see them forward. So when my career ended with, um, you know, injuries always end careers. Nobody walks out uh, unscathed. Um, So I had to find out what was next. And she believed in what I was doing and the love that I had for the game. So first thing first, I had to prep myself. And I did that by getting the education necessary to open up a business. So I met, I got a degree in business administration. Mm. And then I paired it with the passion of sports. I, I couldn't have done any of that without my partner, without my wife, who believed in me right so her faith in me and her belief in me over the years is the same love and passion that I give to the kids because without her support on the hard times on the days of doubt then I wouldn't have made it Mm -hmm. so when the kids are having a a tough day or they need to overcome adversity I remember how she got me through it I remember giving me goosebumps over here it's, it's, it's great. And that's what, that's what happens in this facility every single day. Yeah. Every single day, we walk around here with faith and belief in everybody that walks in, man. And we believe that greatness is in all of us. And if I was able to make it from the humble beginnings I come from, I believe that it's in us all. So all of our greatness can be exhibited in different ways but it requires the, the full understanding of a process in order to execute, right? So we just use sports as a way to show kids a starting to finish just so that they understand a process. And once they understand a process, they can apply it to whatever love their life calls them
1: to. Yeah. Now, Shante, who's doing this and putting together a project like this is one thing, but whose idea was it to do it on this grand of a scale this is, this is no small project here.
2: <laughs> I, it's all him. Um, for, <laughs> since he was in, um, in school, every project that he had that he could, that he had to turn in that circled around sports, he did. Um, and so this has been a, a dream and his purpose for years. This is a 15, 20 year dream um that he brought to fruition and never gave up on so it was always him i think he just needed to push out the nest if you will to to make it happen because it's a big endeavor it's scary it's it you're taking on something when you go from um training it's a big
1: financial to, investment too, right. and, and that
2: and that too and when you go from training um 10 to 15 boys to training a citywide load of kids. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a big on take. But he does it and he does it flawlessly. If you ever walk in here, um this gym gets started around four when the kids get out of school and you have so many, especially in the summer, you have so many different groups that are in here and it's like a symphony. He can instruct the fourth graders and the tenth graders at the same time. And when you walk in, it's just it and it doesn't look like chaos. Everyone is doing what everyone is supposed to do, even if it's at the same time. So it, it's something purely magical to watch actually. And he's yeah. he's just very good at what he does.
1: It's awesome to, to hear about the passion and the conviction that you guys have. Look back on, on the last couple of years that you've been doing this in this facility and compare and contrast the early days of of Rapid Skills to 2023 Rapid Skills. What are the, the some of the biggest differences in your mind?
3: Um, a backpack. It started on the backpack, and now it's 35,000 square feet of indoor area with additional outdoor courts and stuff. I mean, outdoor um, turf, batting cage opportunity, sled work, crossfield work, stuff like that. So yeah. the size of it is the biggest change. The the money is scary, always. You you don't know what's next. So from day one, I took a simple approach. I said, if one or 100 people walk through that door, I'm going to give them the same product. Because eventually, I'll prove the product to be uh, top tier, right? So it's easy to trickle down from the best to the rest. But if you service everybody first with a, a, a low price and uh, just everybody come along, then you can't concentrate your focus. Yep. And you might do good numbers, but people are going to walk away unfulfilled. So I started from the top by generating the best first, and now it's easy to trickle down. Right? But if you start from grassroots, and they say, well, isn't everybody starting from the bottom? Yes, but what's the intent? Well, what what is, your, what is your projection of what you're gonna do with each athlete? What do you believe your capabilities are to bring out of each athlete? And for me, it's champion. Like I'm, I'm gonna bring the champion out of them, whether it's in the classroom, on the court, on the field, um, in their household, they're gonna champion the acts that they do. So they said, well, how do you build a champion? Uh, it's, it's pretty simple. It's, it's dedication, discipline, and an open mindset to learning. So when we, we start to implement these um, character traits, you're talking about winning. Winning yeah. pays for it. Winning Similar
1: pays- character traits to building a business. Exactly,
3: so, so winning goes across the board. So if your employees, if you feel that you're around winners, they're gonna produce. If you treat them like winners, they're going to produce. If they know they're working on winning projects that excite them, they're going to be at work early. They're gonna leave late. They're gonna take uh, better care of everything than they normally would. Um, Our employees and our um, members take great pride in this place. Like they know they have a facility. Uh, We're privately owned, so They have to take pride in it because it's really theirs. Their membership really keeps the lights on. Their membership gives us the opportunity to upgrade equipment, right? So they understand their ownership part in this. It is community owned. They pay the bills. I'm just here with with the, the knowledge to help them in a sport, but community building is what it's all about and giving back to the community and letting the community have ownership in what it is that we're trying to do.
1: You mentioned one thing along the way that I want to expand on a little bit. You mentioned whether one person or a hundred people walk through the door. Talk to us a little bit about how we even get that to happen. What have you guys done over the years that's, that's been fruitful in terms of getting people through the doors and what have you done that maybe you wouldn't necessarily recommend to other people in this position?
3: Um, the biggest thing is living. The biggest thing is living. It's um the truth you don't have to be quiet about. I'm a very loud person, right? But I base everything that I say on the truth, right? The truth is the best I know it. Um things that aren't true, people whisper about. It. And they, they don't they don't really stand on it. Say, would you stand on that? Well, everything that I, that I coach is I, I stand on it because I've lived the life already. I've experienced it. I've gone through
1: it. I understand the importance of the people that get you there. You have to focus on the
3: task every day. And if they live their life where they're dedicated to themselves, their health, right, the body, their soul, their mind getting stronger every day, then it's gonna be easy for them because people wanna emulate that. People want success. And when they see you doing successful things, if it's nothing but a smile, a smile is contagious, but so is a frown. So the way that you go about it is is gonna be infectious to your um, clients, right? So we go about it with a positive mindset and we deal with um, winners. You say, how how do you know the difference between a winner and a loser? There isn't one. There, there isn't a difference. They're, they're, they both have two arms, two legs, they both can do all the same things. The choice that they're given determines whether they're gonna succeed. What well, a choice that we give all our kids and all of our clients and all of our parents is winning. And winning comes with a lot of positive um, attributes. So it's not, it's not too much negativity around here. And when there is negativity, um, we, we nip it in the bud really quick.
1: Yeah. And so it sounds like, and and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like we've demonstrated success with the clients that we have and Mm -hmm. other people in their life see that and then become interested. And so a lot of this has flowed somewhat organically. Have you guys ever put money into into marketing or advertising this at all?
3: Um, We have. We we have um, done tons of marketing. Um, Marketing doesn't, doesn't yield the same results as as proof you know what i mean like you can tell somebody something all day it sounds good go, oh you're sure. telling me oh it sounds so good that pitch is so nice right oh it sounds great but when they can see it it's different when you when you're putting out um, athletes that are making 300k in scholarship money when you can show over two million dollars in scholarship money for athletics earned over a three-year span that's eye-opening that, that's um, mom, get that new washer and dryer, dad, buy her that car, because you're not gonna have to pay for college. So well, how do you know they don't have to pay for college? Um, it's simple. I'm qualifying them for a job, that's it. So physically and mentally, we're qualifying them for uh, collegiate jobs, right? They'll pay for their education, their meals, their rooms, and their board, right? So they're putting in sweat equity just like we did as trainers in the beginning. putting a lot of hours in the gym for low pay in the beginning right but as we proved ourselves over and over the reward got bigger and bigger and opportunities got granted
1: yeah i i would tend to agree and i think most people that own businesses like this the comparison between the word of mouth referral style lead and somebody that's clicked on an ad of some sort it's not apples to apples right usually we can't do we, we're not going to do exclusively one or the other but when you guys did put money into this where was that was it was it social media was it like newspaper print style stuff what did you do we did we did
3: we did print we did social media we did um, commercials we've done it all the best social media is the is the most beautiful um, platform ever because of the free speech, you get to say what you want, you get to display your product the way that you want to. You get to target an audience. It asks you what age you want to target. It asks you what demographic, like if you get such a, a detailed group that you get to target. And then after you get followers, they're not following you for no reason. They, they're following you because of interest. You have gained interest already, right? Now, as a business person, can you close the deal? Right? And it's simple for me. If they walk through the door, it's a done deal. Yeah, they're there and
1: for so, a reason. Yeah, yeah.
3: They, already, they already came with an objective on their mind. And it's just my job to, to hold true to who I really am. Yeah. And you, advertise, exactly. you, aver, you advertised it, right? We all advertise it. Now, can you stand on it?
1: Yeah, that's that's really the thing. Is does the message match the product at the end of the day? Right. Yeah. We have to we have to still deliver on that at some point and provide a service that's worthwhile. Do you guys still have any kind of budget for this, or was that just in the early days? No, we still we
3: always keep a budget for marketing.
1: Keep it going. Okay.
2: Take back. me to the
1: next step, guys. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry, Shante
2: he's his own best marketing because every single night he comes home and makes a video of what his athletes did that day every single well, yeah. day
1: well that's the social media piece that you talk about right it's yeah. so easy to blast something like that and proof of concept is is hard to argue with
3: yeah, yeah. especially yeah. when in the you the next see a step continuous progression you see continuous yeah. progression and every once in a while i'll put a before and after a video of a guy that was two years ago and i currently He's absolutely destroying uh, the competition. Well, that, that's, that's fun to see. It's fun for the kids to, to tell about. It's fun for the parents to experience for the community to join in. Yeah. So that the social media now, aspect is fun.
1: Walk us through the next step in this. Obviously, like you said, just getting somebody interested is not even half the battle. We have to have that conversation and turning into a paying client at some point. When that person walks through the doors, whether it's a youth athlete, whether it's a middle-aged mom, Mm -hmm. what's the the process look like? What does that conversation entail? How do we actually transition that person from interested lead to paying client?
3: Um, That's the funnest part. I got a simple question that I asked every client when they walked through the door, or potential client. Um, I asked them, I said, do you wanna be good or do you wanna be great? If you wanna be good, then all you need is access to the resources to go about it and figure it out a little bit day by day and be in a, a environment that is conducive to growth. I said, so that's a basic membership. So I wanna get you in the door uh, with a monthly membership so that you have access to a facility and all of the resources necessary to grow um, seven days a week um, and for the better part of the year, do we take five days down the year. Um, but we, And even those days, um, the guys that are intense about it, they have access to the facility. Um, so the question is, do you want to be good or great? With good, I can give them a basic membership and allow them access to all of the, uh, the resources they need. If they want to be great and they want to be pushed and they want to understand it um, to its highest level and they want to maximize their potential, then that's another membership that would include training three, day, three days a week full access to the facility, and opportunities to play on teams, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, we place a lot of athletes. Um, We we just give them that opportunity. So three days a week of training, two days of practice at their uh, sports specific uh, fields, and the weekends to go out and play. So when we talked about that performance aspect, we take them to the entire Midwest, um, in April, we have a, a trip to Florida, um, Chicago, Minneapolis. We travel all over the nation to let these kids get exposure so that they can be recruited. Recruiters yeah. don't come to, sm- to small to um, smaller regions. Okay. If you got talent, you have to exit that region and go play against comparable um, recruits so that the, the coaches can get actual understanding of what your abilities are against kids, their caliber. Yeah.
1: One thing that that stood out to me the most in that, in the, do you want to be good or great sort of questioning is that it's not, do you want to sign up or not? I'm assuming that you're here to sign up. It's either here's option A, here's option B, depending on what you're telling me. Mm -hmm. I think in our our industry and in the history of fitness and, and performance like this, a lot of the time we've resorted to these sort of gimmicky used car salesy type things but this doesn't have that feel to it you you know it's it's just i'm here to serve you what do you want here's how to do it right beyond that guys
3: it's the selfless approach you got to be selfless in sports development you got to be selfless in the gym you're not the product the result is the product right so a lot of times when coaches get good they'll they'll get caught up in how great they are. But it's not you that are, that's great because the program or, or whatever instrument you're using to go about developing them, okay, that's great. But it's the person that actually executes it, right? And those are the clients. So if you can, if you can be selfless and see the greatness in everyone, then, then it sells itself. It really sells itself because nobody, nobody that I've ever met when asking that question Says good. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Not one, yeah. not one client ever walked to that door and said good. Yeah. And so then the transition is easy. Well, let's get started. And, and then you got to be able to meet people at their baseline. People always want to start. Well, 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 this is where I start my program. You no, know? I start my program where you are and I take you where you want to go. And along that ride, a lot of people say, I want to be great. But as that elevator is rising, right? The margin of growth decreases, right? Because at first, man, it's drastic change. You learn fundamentals, you learn balance, you learn coordination, you get stronger, you get faster. Oh, I'm so excited, right? So you're heading up fast and you get ahead of your class. But then the progress is in the details, right? So the margin gets smaller just like our business grow, the margins get smaller as you go bigger, right? Because it's, it's more risk. You got to put in more time for, for smaller margins, but you're playing a bigger game. You say, wow, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, so it's three, two, one on that clock, and you got to shoot that shot. So,
1: it's, that's, that's, so, a, so that's a philosophy and an analogy that can be applied to a lot of different things. So everything right like,
3: we are, we're always playing on the clock. There's always score. If scores didn't matter, um why do they care about our credit score? If score if numbers didn't matter and then why do they care what your class ranking is coming out of
1: school? Why does your test scores matter? Or your, or your bank account.
3: <laughs> you better you better compete with them numbers from day one, teach them kids to compete with numbers because the world is going to measure them. By numbers for the rest of their life, they're gonna quantify their success by the numbers they
1: produce. Now, for you guys, I mean, we've talked about how this whole thing got started and, and what it looks like now. Tell me a story about where all of this is going. What's what's the vision for you guys longer term for the business of, of Rapid Skills?
3: That's, that's very. Um, that's a very great question. Right now, we're in a process of expanding. With local companies to take it uh, further, we've targeted six through um, college in previous years. We've just now opened up the floodgates, and when I say floodgates, I mean floodgates, K through five, right? So there's always been a, a slow start or a delayed start. Um, here at Rapid Skills, we give them a smart start. We're going to give them the truth first and then we're going to help them understand, it, right? So I want your kindergarten and I want, I, I want him double dribbling and I want to sit down on the floor and talk with him. I want to get on his level so that I can find out who he is and what he wants to do because it's in a kid and it's in a kid earlier in the younger years than it is later on because later on they, they have been programmed. I mean, so you're looking at a kid that's told sit down, pay attention, be quiet. Long durations of class, 30 minutes of exercise, stuff like that. Well, as soon as they come in, first thing I do is I want to see them express themselves. So I want them to stand up, run as fast as you can, throw as far as you can, be as loud as you can, because they need to express themselves. Especially coming out of school, they got they got a lot of energy built up. If you don't believe that, ask their teachers. So it's my job when they come through that door is to really give them an outlet. So going forward, our K-5 through through program is going to expand. Um, We've expanded into, we've been volleyball and basketball dominant for the past few years. And now we're going to start some 707 football. We're going to start, we've already got boxing going. We've brought in the best baseball coach in the area. So we're just going to continue to expand upon our K through um, college programs of getting teams developed so that they can get the exposure necessary to increase the
1: competitiveness of our region. Yeah. And so growth, 360, right? It's not one department that we're trying to push.
3: Four times Is coming. Four times. And because I, I focused on the top tier, when we went to the mall level first. Well, that's a niche. We all know that's a niche market, right? It's a very small market of people that actually want to chase greatness every day. But by standing the test of time and proving it over and over and over again, we've made it look easy. So now rolling down into the more affordable, um, um, larger groups, the culture is already there. You understand? So it's not a distraction when you bring in more Athletes. The culture has already been set. The tempo has been set. They know when they come to the table what they got a taste for. So now we're opening it to, to bigger groups, and four times the volume is going to produce quite the growth.
2: Right.
1: That's and that's a, co- that's a much different business I, I, <laughs> at that point. I, I, you know. Hey, it gets real fun in man Let me ask you this, because I think being around performance-based athletes as long as I have and you can speak to this too because you said that that after the injury and, and my career was derailed I had to figure out what was next do you think that there's a market for the quote-unquote former athlete the the 25 to 35 40 who has always trained this way but isn't quite sure of where to go like just going to the local ymca or planet fitness doesn't scratch that itch the same way as being around this kind of uh an atmosphere do you think that there's an opportunity for you guys there
3: um there's a huge opportunity every person that works here is a former athlete um This model is is used over and over again in business. You want to hire athletes. Athletes understand practice. Athletes understand enhancing abilities. Athletes know how to take a loss and get back to the grind so that they can win. You want to hire athletes. So those guys that are 20 to 25, I have guys that go off to college at 18. They come back and they say, Coach, coach, it was difficult, son. You could have gotten through that. Do you wanna stop now or do we wanna keep going? Because yes, that first semester was difficult, but it doesn't have to be over until you say it's over. Right? So those 20 to 25 year old guys, even up to 30, we have men's leagues and stuff for them. And a a lot of those guys still aspire to be athletes. Well, the problem that they have at that age is they were amateurs. They never learned to to be qualified to be paid, right? So if you give me a if you give me a year, and I can get you caught up to current market standards, so that you are employable. Now, at what level? That's going to be totally up to your attitude, effort, and willingness to learn. Plus, of course, your genetic um, gifts. Sure. But but five four to seven four. There's a team in America for you, whether it's junior college, community college, NAIA, division three, division two, division one, there is a league for you. But do you want the educational aspect of it or do you want the sports aspect of it? If it's just the sports aspect of it, then that's fine too because there's sports available for as competitive as you want to go or as recreational as you want to go, right? Right. You just need a ball in a court so that you can practice so that you can play at whatever level you want. If you receive instruction, you'll probably be better than the rest at your level, right? Cause you're getting trained to, to win.
1: And that's the approach
3: we have to take every time that we do it.
1: It's an exciting conversation and, and going from, like you said, doing this out of backpacks to now 35,000 square feet to now talking about four times the, the level at which we're doing it it's got to be fun to to look back on this all and and talk about a little bit we're running a bit shy on time but i want to give a minute for you guys to tell people where they can learn more about this is there a website is there social media how can people connect with you guys
3: um rapid skills uh skills ends in a z um google it our social media is rapid skills facebook rapid skills um TikTok, rapid skills. We have a lot of fun with a lot of things. Um, Instagram, we, we, we really have a lot of fun with a lot of things. So they can find us there. The, the biggest part is social media is fun. Come inside and enjoy the people. Mm. Come inside and enjoy the people. So my door is always open. Um, we welcome guests. You don't have to sign a contract. Uh, we're not, we're not going to sell you walking through the door. We're going to give you an opportunity to see what's going on. And we're we're confident that the culture of what's going on in here is going to be very intriguing and inviting, and you're going to want to join. And, yeah. it's, and so we never have we don't we never have to pressure sales. We don't we don't make phone calls, and we're not we're not doing that type of stuff. We're we're creating an environment that people want to be in and they can thrive in.
1: It's a good point. Shante, AJ, this has been a bunch of fun. I I genuinely appreciate you guys for for giving a behind the scenes look at the business and and what actually happens more than just seeing it on the surface. So I appreciate both of your willingness to share here. I'm excited to see what the future of all of this is because it sounds like we've got some big projects in the works. So it's all the time we have today, but I wish you guys nothing but the best moving forwards thank you so much
2: thank you god bless absolutely
1: to everyone who tuned in thank you as well don't forget if you would like to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business click the link in the description fill it out our team will be in touch and as always until next time jim lords out
0: thank you for listening to this interview but Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
4: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Wars Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Robin from Ion Strength and Conditioning out of the UK. What's going on, man? How are we doing today?
5: I'm good. Thanks, Em. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, looking forward to having uh, a good chat with you this afternoon. Yeah, you are very, very welcome.
4: Now... Before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at Ion Strength and Conditioning, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business of people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place.
5: So, our uh, Ion, um, I like to refer to Ion as a wellness company. Um, we've got uh, There's a couple of different parts to uh, to eye on. We've got our brick and mortar training facility. So we've got two training facilities and we've got a, uh, we're just in the process of building our presence in the corporate wellness space. So it's, um, it's an exciting time for us. We've been, uh, in business for best part ten years, um, we've uh, we've probably done everything wrong in the industry, uh, as well as uh, learning from the experiences, and uh, that's really helped shape and mould us as, as a as a business. Um, my my background, my background personally, uh, to, to give you a little bit of an understanding of how we've got to where we are, uh, is in professional sport. Um, I had a twenty year professional rugby uh, career, uh, ten years as a player. Um, and then ten years as strength and conditioning coach. As uh, as, a, as a player, uh, played for my uh, my home region, uh, the team that I'd uh, supported growing up. Um, and also played uh, Cardiff rugby. That is Cardiff Blues. Um, and then I played internationally for Wales in the 15s game and the sevens game. Uh, you know, fantastic opportunity playing against the best teams in the world, the All Blacks, Australia, and um, the world champion South Africa at the time. You know, just a great opportunity to to travel the world as well, um, learn a huge amount during that period. Um, I always had a, a passion for strength and conditioning as a, as a rugby player. Um, I often talk about myself, not necessarily the most talented uh, of players, but certainly my passion for strength and conditioning and my dedication to it as a player certainly helped um, me to prepare both physically and mentally as best as I possibly could and <clears throat> enabled me to achieve my ultimate ambition of playing for my country. Um, so naturally, when my my career came to, to to an end, um, I always wanted to have, I wanted, always wanted to move into the strength and conditioning space. Um, certainly running my own training facility was uh, was a goal. Um so when I retired, I had a few years where I really just learned my trade as a strength and conditioning coach. Um, spending hours on the gym floor, coaching friends, family members, whoever would uh, who would ever let me uh, get my hands on them. But also then as things progressed, um, you know, I really worked with a a diverse population, um, you know, older people, younger people, athletes, and it was just the perfect foundations to build my skill set as a as a coach. Um you know from there during that couple of years a couple of years away from rugby um also traveled to the states spent some time in texas um with uh, a local rugby team that I'd linked up with out there uh, called the Frisco Griffins um, that, you know, spent two to three months just working with them, coaching, but also running their strength and conditioning programme. Um, you know, it was great experience travelling around Texas. We were based in Dallas, but moving down to Austin, to, to Houston to play games. But it was also allowed me um, the opportunity to spend some time at Exos uh, there in, in Dallas and also visit a number of other um you know, high uh, high performing strength and conditioning facilities. So when actually when I came back then, it was you know really starting to lay the foundations for me to 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 look at opening my own facility. Um where I'd been working um as a as a as a as a trainer, as a personal trainer, as a coach, um was within a personal training studio that had recently started running CrossFit classes. Um, and i had got some was getting getting some experience with group coaching um, and they were the the two owners uh, were aware that I was looking at opening my own business and my own facility and uh, presented with me an opportunity to go in with them uh, on the business that they were building and you know naturally at the time you know it was probably a little bit of a a comfort blanket reassurance to do it with other people so jumped at the opportunity um, and things just went from strength to strength, really the, uh, the, the group class model really accelerated, really grew, um, over a short period of time. Um, and within two years, we, we also looked at opening a second facility. So, uh, that all happened really pretty quickly over the, uh, over a couple of years as a coach, um, which was always been my passion as a strength and conditioning coach, um, the opportunity arose whilst, you know, getting involved with the business side of things and running uh, running a training facility to get back into rugby. So for a two-year period, um, I worked uh, as a uh, <coughs> strength and conditioning coach with a semi-professional rugby team here in Wales with uh, Neath RFC. Um, and that, again, was a great opportunity to get back into rugby, um, to see the other side of the fence in terms of coaching, Um, And within two years, then I I was there was an opportunity rose back with my um, my my the team that I had uh, played through with most of my career, Cardiff Blues. um, And I was appointed the assistant role um, at the Cardiff Blues as strength and conditioning coach. Um, Fantastic time. Really enjoyed it. Learned a huge amount about me as a coach, developed my skill set. Um, but then uh, a couple of years later, as professional sports is very ruthless industry uh, at times, coaches move on, co- coaches get sacked, new coaches come in, new, new management teams form, and I soon found myself, um, you know, probably very quickly in my career within professional sports in a in a lead position. So uh, I was the head strength and conditioning coach of the Cardiff Blues. Uh, Pointed that in 2016. Um, One of the big things I've learned over the years is when opportunities present themselves, you just take them and you work out after how you're going to uh, adapt to them. It was a position that was probably, like I said, I was probably a little bit uh, soon for myself um, going into a lead role, um, but... Uh, it was one that I I'd like to think that I relished in um, my a big part of my my strength and conditioning philosophy. My beliefs is very much about, you know, people managing people, which I think is a big skill set of mine. Um, and that helped me flourish in my role. Um, I was lead strength and conditioning coach at Cardiff rugby for six years. We won a European title. Um, and my aim had always been knowing that rugby and professional sport is the way it is. I never saw it as a career. I just saw it as a, a period in my life where I really wanted a, a relish, you know, a role, a position that I'd always, you know, had ambitions of. Um, and during that time, my main focus had been to really make sure that you know I when I took on the, the 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 department, that I was able to leave it in a best better place than I did when I took it on. And you know, I'm proud to say that I think that's exactly what I did in 2021. Um Alongside my work in professional rugby, I was building my business. Um, We'd gone through a lot of change, ION, um, and in 2021 decided to step away from professional rugby after 20 years and to go all in on developing my business, uh, Ion, ION Strength and Conditioning. And since being able to go all in, it's certainly helped move the business forward. Um, You know, I'm very fortunate uh, when a big, you know, as well as having a big focus on it, you know, making sure that I've got the right people involved with me there. That's certainly allowed me to work in professional rugby and run a business alongside it. Um, You know, and something that I've learned from rugby the importance of, you know, being in a team environment and, you know, certainly running a department leadership skills is super important. And, you know, but for me, it was time to step away from rugby and to put all my energy and focus on uh, iron strength and conditioning. And over the past few years, we've been able to really move things forward. Um, Obviously within the industry, we've overcome COVID, lockdown, but it's all been part of the uh, the journey um and yeah where we are today um we we opened our second facility uh last year um ion where we uh, ion at space to be where we uh, partnered with a local based um co-working space um uh, company they you know fantastic company share very similar values to ourselves um, they've got 750 um, members, so people that work on sites, work for companies, take a working space. And it's, it's really an exciting time for us. It's very much in the build phase um we're able to open it up to the general public as well um but it's um yeah things are going well uh you know i'm i feel extremely fortunate to be in a position where i'm running a business that is my passion it is my my why um and you know i think that is very much reflective of the the, the business and the culture that we've created at ion over the years yeah so
4: that was a really cool story.
5: Yeah, that's uh, sorry I rambled on for a long time there but uh yeah, it's a bit of a background. It's okay.
4: Um so for the let's say business owner just starting out maybe within their first year of business what do you think like the biggest mistakes that you make cuz you alluded to that a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um just list off just a few of them.
5: I think my number one my number one um Thing i've learned over the years would be and this is very much through my career as a strength and conditioning coach in professional rugby is having having a strong philosophy so when i talk about my strength and conditioning philosophy that was something that was drummed into me as a young strength and conditioning coach the importance of having a clear understanding of what you're trying to deliver Um, For me, as a strength and conditioning coach, having a strong philosophy enabled me at times, not that things aren't always going to go the way you want to, certainly in professional sports, Um, you know people players pick up injuries fingers made points from head coaches at time questioning you know various departments having a strong philosophy and being able to reflect back to you know what your what your your program is about and what you're trying to to do with it is is key and that's something that has been a big part of me growing eye on is having a strong understanding of what our why is a strong philosophy a strong mission and You know, that's something as a young coach or a young business owner, having a real understanding of trying to build a business plan, not in such a way that, you know, any, you know, it's part of business and they always start with your business plan, but have a real understanding of what you're trying to create. And for me, I've actually put, you know, as I put something down, we've got in our in our both receptions of our facility, our our philosophy as a, as a brand, as a, as a business, what we're trying to create. And for me, we've broken it down into three key areas, our, our social objectives, our product ob- objectives, and our economic as a business objectives. And on the wall, it states that, you know, from a social perspective, what are we trying to create? We're trying to create a fun, supportive, family-orientated community where everyone is welcome. It's enabling individuals to improve in all aspects of fitness and creating a positive effect on their lives outside of the gym. You know, for me, as I said, human connections, um, you know, that is such a massive part of our health. Um, you know, and I think that's, what's unique about teams, you know, use the word community, but it's the team environment, creating a team environment and valuing the people you've got in your organization is where, you know, successful businesses are going to thrive, um, you know, for us, I, you know, I rec I, I recognize the importance of my team, my 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 team of coaches, um, but also the the relationships that are built between them, our members, how valuable our members are, and it's to that 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 you know, ultimately, people join a facility for the exercise, but what ultimately keeps them there long-term and builds that retention of the relationships that people create within the facility and that has been a big focus for us over the years from a product perspective it's you know we're trying to deliver the highest standard of strength and conditioning to the general public we can through you know our programming through our coaching through our classes you know having a focus on being fun but results driven being motivated to inspire members allowing for continued physiological and psychological development and then from a business perspective, to ensure that Iron performs as a business with consistent and sustainable financial growth, supporting the development of our facility and the careers of our coaches to allow for a continued improvement to our members' experience. I'm reading this this is what we've got up in our our, in our in our reception area for everyone that's involved in ION to understand what we're about and when it comes to the business side of things for me it's about growing ION as a business financially so we can support the careers of our coaches not just myself and my wife but also our coaching team you know but then also as we grow the business we're able to add more value to what we're doing to our members so it's for me, going back to to the to the initial question, one of the biggest biggest things I feel that's been a big play for us in the success that we're having is a real understanding of what I, our identity is, what we're about, how we want our Ion brand to 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 reflect the values that we we all understand, and you know that's something that is 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 massive to to me and um, to, to Ion.
4: Yeah so i really like how you have the uh i think one of the, the pillars you said was, was it economics or yes. something.
5: Yeah, yeah i really like true. how you
4: very transparent and it's on display for everybody to see um because yeah. that is important supporting yourself and supporting the careers of the coaches that you're growing and develop is important as well yeah. so with that let's um let's talk about money and like how are you guys getting people in the door
5: How do we get people in the door?
4: So for Mark, I mean, you've been in the industry for a long time. So you've got to see the industry evolve and change. Um, But what, from your perspective, like, what do you think the best form of marketing
5: is? The best form of marketing. That's a great question. And you know, after ten years of being in business, you know, we've recently opened our second facility, and you know, same as any uh, any new startup business, the challenges of getting people through the door. And it's you know, it's we're in the UK. We you know we are going through a recession. It is a tough time. Um, you know, as a training facility, we are higher higher end training facility in terms of uh, pricing, um, and but. In terms of the marketing, and this sounds almost cliche, certainly in the space with the micro gym space, um, you know, when it comes back, but it's what I've already mentioned, you know, our main marketing tool, the, 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 the organizations, the businesses that understand it is all about people it is all about the people. You look after the people, the people look after the organization and that's what grows the organization, the business. That's very much one of the best books I've read self-development in self-development and business was, uh, it's not about the coffee, Howard Beha, um the Starbucks story about how they grew. Um, you know, And for me marketing, we've looked at social media marketing. We've looked at working with professionals in the marketing space. Um, you know, we still, I've got to be honest, we still haven't probably found exactly what we're looking for to help us grow in terms of as a membership base for our new facility. But it's also taking the reassurance in terms of how we've grown our flagship facility, ION a Strength and Conditioning, our, our first one, and got it to the level where it is it has just taken time. It has taken time. And the main area of growth has been hugely through retention, through recommendations, through referrals. Um, And, you know, I think that's a reflection of us having a real key focus on driving our product, but also, as I said, our social, um, our social um, mission and uh, objectives as well. So, you know, from a, a, you know, for a new business opening up, it is, It is the understanding. It does take time. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't just happen by accident. You know, the hours need to go in, you know, the the trust and the faith in what you're doing is going to help be ultimately what helps create, uh, drive the business forward and and grow the business. I think in this day and age, the way social media is in particular, that's probably, again, one of the key aspects in terms of what we spend a fair amount of time on in terms of our own time. Um as opposed to having external people come in i've like said i've i've looked at outsourcing that at times we're still in that space where we're probably trying to find the right the right um, uh, company potentially to work with us on that front
4: so let me ask you this you and you're the main gym you guys went from zero and you've grown and feel free also and you don't have to be specific but like how many members do you guys have now and you feel comfortable sharing that
5: yeah, no, we're uh, we we've grown to around three fifty, four hundred members. Um okay. you know, we're in a we're in a good place. It's you know, it's a reflection to with a you know, I've really identified who our target market is at Ion. Um, you know, our target market is very much you know those individuals that have busy lives, busy careers, busy, you know, are running businesses, um, that have busy hectic family lives, dashing around, taking kids to, you know, that don't have the time to spend 90 minutes, hour, 90 minutes in the gym. As a result, over the years, we've really evolved what our offerings have been. We run, we run 30-minute classes, 45-minute classes, 60-minute classes. Um, you know I, I really understand for me my background being a strength and conditioning coach I feel confident in terms of the programming aspect and having a real focus on you know the fundamentals the basics and it's that that i feel has been reflected in our programming that is has been able to service the individuals that come through the gym so you know it's it's that's been a big part of what's allowed us to grow over the years to that time we haven't always operated in this way this is something that we've probably implemented over the last three years, um probably you know, pre-lockdown, but also, you know, post-lockdown, very much so, you know, with people hybrid working, working from home. Um, you know, it's, it's been a lot, you know, our, our, our timetable now is very full. Um we run classes from 525 in the morning um through till uh, our last classes at 730. We run like I said, we run thirty you know 30-minute classes, 45 minute classes, 60 minutes. And the the model, the model Model works well
4: yeah so if you if you could go back to when you first started because you've from like no clients to somewhere between three, 350 and 400
5: how did we get there
4: yeah so, so if you could do
5: it faster you, uh, yeah so rewind rewind right back to the start so, yeah, so if you wanted to do it in got, like how I got, sorry sorry say that again
4: so the question was like if you could do it quicker right what would you change
5: Oh, if you could do it quicker. Um <laughs> I wouldn't change anything if I'm quite honest, because the 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 time it's taken to grow the business, yes, it's been a long time, but it's also attracting the type of clients that I want to have as members. Um, I think you know, having a rapid increase in memberships and people flooding through the doors. I think it's hard to really um, help people understand the true value of what the services you can provide. Um, I massively believe in, you know, when we have people come through the doors and show interest in joining, trying to have that personal relationship with them, to meet them face-to-face, to to have the conversations with them with an an understanding of what their, their, their goals are, what they're training for. And, um, you know, so part of our process is very much, you know, we invite people in uh, for a show around the facility, um, you know, get to know them as individuals, make them comfortable with the environment it is, you know, certainly being the warehouse style facilities that we are, you know, we know that for a lot of people, it is you know, new territory, it can be potentially a little bit daunting. So the biggest barrier, you know, that we try to break down is by getting people to come in, first of all, meet us, see what our facility uh, is made up of, and hopefully see the the positive environment that uh, that they're potentially going to be part of. Um, in terms of that would I change anything over the years in terms of how we how we've done it no and you know we've opened up a second facility now quite honestly it is very slow it is very slow in terms of the build but I'm very confident in terms of the build does take time and it's um, obviously you've got the, the overheads of running a facility, the outgoings, but if you're able to manage that and, you know, get the trade off in terms of getting the right people through the door, you know, the, the, the lifespan of the members that we want to have is, you know, is a lot more than the global style gyms that, uh, that are out there.
4: Yeah. So your thing is getting the right people in the door will lead to them, obviously valuing the products and the services that you offer to stay yeah. for a long period of time
5: yeah 100 it's it's very much trying to make sure you're getting the right customers through the door the right type of people um you know and it's it's you know trying to showcase the value that you can provide them and helping them to understand exactly what it is you 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 do and what you provide
4: yeah so let's talk a little bit about what the future looks like for both of your gyms um yeah,
1: yeah.
4: i want you to start with the one that you you guys just opened like what What's the goal there? Like, how do you want to see things continue to grow and develop over the next year plus?
5: I think for me, being a big part of our success in and in our flagship facility over the years has been that relentlessness, never to be content, never to be just happy where we're at. Um, you know, I've always, like I said at the start, ION is my passion. Um, you know, I, over the years I've spent... You know, a lot of time, I, a big passion of mine is traveling, um, you know, but it's also a big part of my learning, you know, my, my learnings in terms of I very much seek out the opportunity to go and learn from others. So, you know, I've spent time at you know, the USA, for example, is, you know, I always see the US as a real market leader in the, in the space. I spent a lot of time over the years um, visiting strength and conditioning coaches, um, training facilities that I believe to be, you know, real market leaders, going to learn from them, seeing what they're doing. This enabled me to help us evolve over time as a, as, as a facility, whether it's through um, equipment, whether it's through the the, the, the way we, we structure our, our timetable, the classes, Um you know, so that's been a massive part of um, help the the growth factor that we've had is that that relentlessness to to keep on innovating, trying to, to ne- never stand still. Um, you know, and I think that's something that people involved in the organisation can appreciate um, and can see what we what we are trying to do. Um, you know, in terms of the long term goals. You know, one of them, as I keep back, you know, reflect back at times on on books. You know, I I do enjoy self development. I do enjoy trying to learn more about business. I've got no academic background in business; it's very much self-taught. So, where there's opportunities to learn, um, you know, so a book, and it's probably one that a lot of business owners have read over the years: "The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People," Stephen Covey's. You know, one of the big points to talk about business in life is, you know, starting with the end in mind: what we want to achieve, where do we want to take, where do we want to take our business? And for me, it's something thing that I still battle with day in day out trying to have a clear understanding of where 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 are we taking this but I've also come to that reassurance now where you know things have grown rapidly over the years yes we've had lots of setbacks but we're really moving in the right direction and the right direction for me is very much through having that focus on just being process driven getting things right on a daily basis you know for me one of my you know one of my key the key things I talk about, whether it's from a programming perspective, whether it's from building a business, is you know the importance of having a heavy emphasis on fundamentals, not fads you know importance of consistency, not extreme effort, and the value of patience, not rapid transformation it's that's the approach that I have in business, and you know that's what's massively been a player in as as growing and you know that's where you know that's where I openly admit you know I don't know what the end goal is and you know, just to to finish off, chucking you all, you know, cliches and you know, books and stuff at you. That my my favourite saying, I have it upstairs in my on my whiteboard in my office. And it's it simply as the, the 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 man that loves walking will walk further than the man that loves the destination. And for me, that's exactly what this industry is about. This that's what exactly what Ion is a brand for me is about. You know, I love what I do day in day out, and you know, I think that that is the most important aspect of you know having success and and, and growth as a brand. Yeah. Very well said, Robin. Well, this is a really good place for us to
4: wrap things up on this episode, but before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you.
5: Yeah. So, um, uh, we're very prevalent on uh, social media, certainly on Instagram. So Ion underscore Cardiff, um, is our, our our training facility. My personal one is guys. I think it's Rob, Rob underscore S underscore Taylor. Um, Uh, yeah our website www.ioncardiff.com I enjoy speaking to anyone in the industry you know whether I can help people um, that are starting out on their journey in business Um, you know one of the big things I've done over the years and have a passion for is is coach development mentorship of young coaches and uh, you know it's been great to see people develop um, and that's whether I've got a relationship with them or not so um, yeah this has been a great opportunity just to Chats, all things, strengthening, and conditioning, and training facilities. And yeah, hopefully it uh, can help someone else out there.
4: righty, Robin. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to our show. Definitely thank looking you. forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to continue to accomplish down the road. So to everybody who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if y'all want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, Click the link in the description. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up, right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders.
6: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The GYMLORDS Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam, and today with me is the one and only Joshua with The Grid out of Roseville, California. Joshua, how are you, man? I'm fantastic, man. feeling real good. Awesome. Appreciate that. How's the weather over there?
7: It's extremely cold still.
6: It's about 44 degrees right now. So I'm a bottled okay. up. Okay. You're allowed to say it's cold. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Being in South Florida, when it got down to like 50, I was like, okay, where's the freaking sweatshirt at? Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. No. No. Awesome, man. Well, all the, all the jokes aside, I appreciate you coming on the, the show today. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up to you. I'm going to let you kind of, you know, give our listeners a, a quick glimpse of who you are, you know, your experiences and, you know, how you got into the grid. All right. Um, well, I've been coaching for about 18
7: years now. Um, I started when I was in the Navy and, um, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to, I didn't really have any path or any direction in my life. Didn't really have any goals. I played football. I played baseball, did martial arts, but really had no, no path, like I said. Um, and so I joined the Navy and I went to go try and become an operator and realized how out of shape I really was. And then from there, uh, I just, I started grinding as much as I could. There was a guy working out in the bath in the laundry room. Of the uh, while I was in boot camp, and so I was in the bath in the laundry room with him every single time, you know, doing pull-ups, push-ups, and everything I could. And then uh, my team leader, after I got into, I did counter narcotics and anti-terrorism, and my team leader introduced me to CrossFit. And uh, I did a workout called Fran. Not sure if you've heard about it, but I threw up, I passed out, and I fell in love. <laughs> fell in love right after that. And so I was up on the top of the ship. We were deployed. I was up there working out every night that I could. And our cook came up to me and he was like, Hey man, I need some help. He was like, I want to surprise my wife so I can help her. You know, I can lose weight and just, you know, be a little healthier for her. So I said, Roger that man, come up here, train with me. Let's do this. You know, it's my first kind of instance of coaching. And we, we got back from deployment and I'm standing on the, on the side of the ship in my dress whites, and I'm watching him walk off the ship and I see his wife, see him and make eye contact and just start crying. And it was the most rewarding thing I've ever felt in my entire life. And I haven't looked back since. Uh, so then I got out of the Navy and I got into a private gym. My mentor, Rudy Baptista, the guy who taught me so much, interned with him for a long time. And then I had to kind of get out of the get out of the private gym, get into the corporate realm. And so then I started working for a place called Lifetime. They're a big uh, corporate gym that's all around the country. And so I ran oh, with all yeah. the, oh, there, yeah. I ran their alpha program there. And then I realized that there was a lot of different demographics of people that I hadn't worked with. I'd worked with athletes, MMA fighters, football players, and things like that but I hadn't worked with your 78-year-old that's never worked out before. You know, I hadn't worked out with a lady who just had had a baby and things like that. All these other things in demographics that I hadn't encountered before. So then I got all that experience of seven years at lifetime. And then when lockdown happened, I realized that I need to pay for myself and I can't rely on anyone to pay for me. And then, so I realized that I had a really good following. So I started building a gym in my garage, started doing privates in my garage, started doing groups in my driveway, spent two years saving up, and then I uh, got a building two years ago. I've been here for two years now. So it's been a heck of a journey.
6: Yeah, man, sounds like it, but a, a, a fun journey nonetheless. Absolutely. Cool, man. Um, so what kind you know, I kind of have an idea, but you know, just for the audience, you know, kind of, how did you come up with the grid? what was the, the the science behind that
7: well uh what i'm doing what i wanted to do is i wanted to have because everyone's a part of a different fitness level and a different demographic but we all work in the same unit we all work on the same grid together it's just mm. a matter of where your path is on the grid and so my job is to bring all these different demographics all these different fitness levels and walks of life and eventually small businesses themselves bring them all into one place where we can all work together and helping each other achieve you know health happiness
6: and longevity i love that i love that word longevity it's not. It's not used enough anymore. No, not at all, man. That's I'm all about it. Yeah, it almost feels like we're going. Uh, we're re- regressing the other way. Yeah, no, I train um, to sustain, man. See, see, you're you're one team, one dream here. I, I got the one liners for you. Don't you worry. Yeah, I got. I got plenty, man. <laughs> um, well, cool, man. Um, so yeah, so you got a 2,500 square foot uh, facility. You know, like, how many members do you currently have?
7: Uh, right now, I've got anywhere
6: you know it fluctuates a little bit
7: right now i've got about 100 members um private clients and group training clients combined
6: okay cool man and then you know operationally wise you know are you open 5am to 8pm 5am to 10pm you know what's 7 kind of m. like what's of hours of 7- operation got it i'm
7: here 7am then- 7pm i do four groups a day and then i do anywhere from 7 to 8 privates a day Got it. So it's kind of split up like 50-50 almost. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more private 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 business is where I generally uh is what sustains me right now
6: is my private training. Yeah. You usually have a little bit higher ticket dollar on that one. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um so and that's what Monday through Saturday, Monday through Sunday. Monday through Saturday. Saturday I do a half
7: day, but yeah, I'm here Monday through Saturday.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously Sunday Sunday. Yes, um, I need my day. That's right. Absolutely, sir. Uh cool, man. Um, so kind of, you know, with your 100 members, you know, obviously you got, yeah, big passionate goals, you know, kind of like what is, you know, how big do you want to take this thing? You want 250 members, you want 300 members, you know, you want a 5,000 square foot commercial space, you know, kind of walk me through like what, what, how big is this thing going to get for you?
7: Ultimate goal is to franchise my business. You know, that's the ultimate goal. I want as many grids as I possibly can. And I want to be able to retire knowing that my business is continually, hel- continuously helping people
6: get all those royalties so the, say again i said get all those royalties
7: absolutely man so the first goal obviously would be get, get out of an industrial space and get into a, a retail space you know i had a meeting with uh, a guy who founded uh, cal fit so california family fitness i had a meeting with one of the one of the founders of that and he said one of the biggest biggest things that you need is you need visibility and touches in order to grow yep. and so being in an industrial space you know it's it's great it's great to have a following it's great to have a sustainable business but is that going to help you retire You know, and so that's where I'm starting to make this transition of getting out of kind of the industrial space and getting a lot more into the retail space, Mm -hmm. but still kind of training with the philosophies and demographic that I have.
6: Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing that says that you can't be in a more visible space, grow, still have the same quality, but more revenue. Exactly. It it almost seems counterintuitive to say, well, I want to keep my quality. I don't want to grow too fast. That, you know, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, no, no, I'm, (laughs) I'm, I need to burn. I need to keep going, man. Cool. Well, you know, let's kind of dive in, you know, talk to me through, you know, how are you getting releads leads currently?
7: Right now I've been word of mouth. You know, I do, I do a little bit of social media work. I did hire someone for a while to do social media. A lot of my stuff has been word of mouth, just based on my, my, uh, my base in the community. I'm, I'm well known around here, so it helps out a lot. And so I really can't take any more clients, so it's really kind of a matter. I've got a wait list for some clients that want to get into privates, but lead gen is really, I mean, I'll blast some stories on Instagram and my clients tell people about it, but until I really get into a space where I have the ability to take on an influx of people, that's Mm -hmm. when I start to burst out the real marketing.
6: Got it. Um, You know, so you you said you met, so how, you know, shifting back to the space, how is that space coming along is it is it in the works is it, is it happening is it still kind of like you're finding the right spot um i've i think
7: i may have found a building but what i'm doing right now just because i'm doing all this stuff i'm funding all this stuff myself you know okay. i don't i want to have an investor i don't want to have yeah. a partner um and it's just my personal opinion it works well for some people it's just how it's, i just don't feel comfortable with it so right now i've got a storage unit and i'm filling that thing up with equipment and then once i find a building i'm i'm very fortunate that i have someone who believes in me that's going to purchase that building And he's going to rent it out to me. Um, So now it's just a matter of me filling up as much equipment as I can, slowly planting the seeds around the town and stuff like that. And then once I have enough equipment and the building is in place, then boom, we, we combine the things together and we smash.
6: Absolutely. So in the meantime, you know, you said that you you really can't take on any more, um, you know, clients, like what's kind of like that process between now and then like, you know, how are you going to continue to increase, you know, revenue, sustain what you're doing? You know, are you, you know, have you thought of, you know, maybe bringing on somebody part time under you to train the way that you do, you know, oh, kind of walk through that.
7: Uh, absolutely. I've already got a guy who's been training out of his garage for a long time. Um, I've actually done business with him prior. And so what I want to do is I want to bring him in. The hard thing that I'm going through right now is getting my clients willing to work with someone else. That's one of the biggest, you know, biggest issues, because I've developed such a such a rapport with my clients, some of them have been with me for over seven years, Mm -hmm. you know, and so what I've got to do is find a way to integrate him build trust, and then make sure when new people come in, that he's the first person they see so he can start establishing that trust and kind of building a base themselves. So I've got one coach that I'll be bringing in prior to that way, I've got a little bit of support. Um, And then once I get into the building, that's when kind of the aggressive push starts.
6: Got it um you know where do you feel like you know your time frame in that process is you know is it three months six months i think i'm about a year out okay yeah
7: I'm, i mean goal is but it's, i mean after finding out what it took to get this building things change all the time you know so that i have a plan now it could change in a month from now
2: right, yeah no absolutely you know what
6: if i strategically wear this correct way you know what would it take you know, ideally for you to, and what would it say for you to cut that time frame, let's say in half, to be able to jump ship, get yourself into that building and start growing faster? Equipment.
7: That's it. I just need the equipment, <laughs> you know? So I'm so that's why I'm saving up and I'm purchasing this stuff myself slowly but surely. But that's really the only thing holding me
6: back. That's nice. where you know, do you find that equipment is, you know, on back order, is it easy to find? Is there wait lists? Um, It depends on the equipment. If you're going for treadmills and things like that, it's a little
7: bit, um, it's it's a little bit harder um, just because it depends on how many you buy at a time. But the rest of the stuff, I mean, I've worked with Titan. Titan Fitness has been fantastic for getting equipment. Um, but no, it really hasn't been an issue. It's just a matter of getting about the amount of money that I need to purchase it, you know? And so, yeah. failure is not an option. So, if you got to put it on the credit card, you put it on the credit card.
6: <laughs> no, yeah, you can't. You can't stand still. You know, you got to keep. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, failure is not an option. So, you know, with like leads coming in, and you know, and you got another part person coming in, you know, transferring that trust from your current clients to him, so that kind of allows you to do a little bit more things. You know, um, you know, it. Do you? have that influx of leads right now is that something that you're still looking to bring in to be able to convert them into members you know Um, i've got
7: sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you um i've got a lot i've got plenty of leads and everything like that obviously you always want more you know leads are never a bad thing to have but i what what i pride myself in is experience okay Mm -hmm. my members have a wonderful experience every time i'm happy and everything like that the last thing i want is to bring in too many people to a small space and provide a bad experience you know what I mean. So the leads are there. I mean, but leads, you know, getting leads now is good, but they're going to fade away by the time I get yeah. a building. And so leads are, you know, it's good to have a little bit influx of leads, but that's honestly that's not a big priority right now. As far as because, like I said, I'm all about experience. You know, and so I'm bringing in a couple people at a time to add into the group. So I've only got twenty five hundred square feet. So, so I want to mm-hmm. make sure everybody gets the best thing they can get.
6: Yeah, no, absolutely. And then you know, again, you you touched on it, but you know, with your hundred members now, like are you right at the cap where like your facility just can't fit anybody else or have you you know th- thought of different ways to develop that that experience and that quality while still adding in more people currently uh, what I mean,
7: I mean, I'm I'm still adding maybe
6: one or two people
7: a month kind of consistently on average, but you still have people that go change jobs, <laughs> things like that. What I've had to do is I've had to realize how to organize my gym. So I've had to pick everything up off of the floor. I've had to get everything pushed out to the sides of the walls. You know, you, I've got this giant rig behind me that's got 22 pull-up bars and six squat racks. You know, that takes up a lot of space. So really for me, it's just about space management. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, taking on one or two people a month, it can be. Um, it's as long as you're able to you know, spread people out, know how to utilize groups and equipment to make the experience good, then you'll be okay.
2: Yeah, no,
6: absolutely. Yeah, the the, having it not feel too crammed and not feel, you know, where you're like rubbing shoulders with everybody, that's...
7: Exactly, and member experience
6: is my number one priority. Absolutely. Um, So, no, you touched on that, you know, you're strictly mainly like word of mouth referrals and things like that right now. You know, as you grow... Uh, you know, where, where do you feel is going to be the next best step for you to continue that, that incoming lead gen? I'd probably
7: be social media. I mean, that's, I'm not a big guy into social media, but I see the benefits of it and I see yeah. how beneficial it can be to business. So in no way, shape or form am I opposed to it. Um, it's just outside. i like the time that needs to be spent on it and the, the investment into it. I just don't have. Um, so I would have to hire someone into that, but I would say social media would be a fantastic way to go, but I'm also fantastic at just going out and meeting people. You know, I can go out to a restaurant and pull
6: a client from there, you know, so it's, yeah. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, so, you know, let's kind of, you know, with you being like, not necessarily small, but you know, smaller than like a 6,000 square foot facility, you oh, know, absolutely. if somebody were to come to you, what, what's kind of like your elevator pitch for them, you know, Exactly what services do you offer to the general public? And if somebody were to come to you, what's kind of like your initial consultation, like to determine if they're a good fit for you or if you're a good fit for them?
7: Well, the first thing I mean is definitely an assessment, you know, injuries, medical conditions I need to know about. And then it's just about, okay, what are your goals? Do I have the skills, the knowledge and the ability to provide you for those goals? And then I give them a week to try out. You know, if it's a if it's a group client, I'm going to come in and come and experience a week with me. Do them, don't don't sign up, don't pay for anything. Come experience a week, see how I am as a coach, see how you are as in my facility, and let's see if my personality mixed with my programming and everyone else in the, in this gym get along together. And if it's a good fit, then we'll move on from there.
6: Awesome, man. And then for. You know, general pop. You know, where do you currently service the most kind of members? You know, is it younger, older, middle aged, in between? Middle aged women.
7: Majority. You know, I I trained but I I don't know why. But the majority of my clients, I'd say about eighty percent of my clients, eighty five percent are women. Um, I'm I mean I I'm very good at my one of my specialties is strength and conditioning, but I don't beat around the bush for anybody and I expect hard work from everybody. And then I just, all of a sudden, a couple, couple of my women started getting really strong telling their friends. And I think it spread like wildfire from there, but yeah, the majority of my clients are middle-aged women. And then um, a lot, a majority of my private clients are over 70 years old.
6: Wow. That's uh so a little bit of the, the older population there.
7: Yeah. And then I trained, I have a couple Olympic lifting clients as well, you know, so it's, it's across the board. And then i corrective exercise as well. So there's, there's a lot of, a lot of different demographics that I like, you know, that I can work with and that I enjoy working with.
6: Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, so just a thought here, you know, with this person that you said that you're working with to eventually, you know, transition some, some clientele and whatnot, you know, have you browsed the thought of maybe opening, not necessarily yourself, cause you know, you got to take your day, but have you considered, you know, having the facility open on a Sunday with that other coach for additional income?
7: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Those are all options. It's really just based on demand. You got the people that do it. Let's run it. <laughs> you know, and then I'll expand my hours if the if it's, you know, if if the value is there. You know what I mean? And also it's it's, you know, if we can help somebody. But yeah, I am he's gonna be coming in and we got to start at 5 a.m. to get his clients in here, and then I do a seven
6: a.m. It's we
7: add as whatever's necessary.
6: Awesome. man. And then so you said 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Are you doing classes every hour on the hour? Is it like Every you know forty five minutes is every couple hours. I've got a class at seven, class at nine, and then a class at five PM and a class
7: at six PM. The rest is private training in between.
6: In between, okay. So yeah. that's how it's split up. So it's not like group classes in the morning, PT at night, or no, vice versa. No,
7: no. I've found over over the years that the, there's certain times that really gravitate towards people a little bit more i mean you don't want to have a 2 p.m class in the afternoon because you're not going to get very many people in that times but this is just my like before i came from lifetime i had a 9 a.m group and all my clients were really still working out there so they just came to i started a 9 a.m group here because it was what i was already doing Mm -hmm. but if there's i say you got five people i'll start a group no matter what time
6: (laughs) yeah absolutely and then you know how big are your current group classes right now um, anywhere, you know, depending on the day, it could be three to five
7: people. It could be 10 to 15 people, you know, average, average about anywhere from eight, eight people or so somewhere around there. All right. Yeah. Eight, seven. But I mean, on, on, like I said, busy days, I'll have 15 people a class. It really varies. And then I've even got clients that if they can't make a class and I'm doing a private session, I'll say, come in the workouts on the big screen, hit it up. If you have any questions? Let me know. You know, I want people to be able even if they can't make a time, I want them to be able to reach their goals. So come in while I'm training a client. My clients don't have a problem with it. Do it.
6: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, so we, we've touched on, you know, a little bit of lead gen, you know, a little bit of marketing for now. What's kind of like, what are you doing right now for clients to, to hold them accountable?
7: Uh, right now, um, it, depending, on, depending on what their goal is, but right now I'm making them weigh in Monday and Friday. My clients that are doing weight loss, you weigh in on Monday. So I know you had a good weekend. You weigh in Friday. So I know you had a good week, you know, but it's, it's really just depending on the goal. All right. But accountability, I mean, if someone doesn't show up, believe They're going to get a call from me. <laughs> That's for sure.
4: Cool.
6: And, uh, you know, with those, you know, 100 members, you know, are, are you, do you have like a CRM that you use or is it more of like old school kind of paper kind of, you know, walk me through, you know, how's that tracked?
7: Oh, I use MindBody.
6: Got it. Okay. Very yeah, familiar. I've
7: been on MindBody for a long time. It's just been simple, um, easy to track. Main thing I need to know is who's rostering themselves, how many people I have consistent, and I can generate revenue reports and stuff like that.
6: Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Um, so, you know, talking about, like, the bigger picture, you ultimately want to franchise. You know, you want to have some, some reoccurring revenue and things like that. You know, circling back to the building you know, is there anything that you feel could speed up the process or, you know, you said, you know, the finances about the equipment and stuff like that, you know, where, where do you feel in your current process that, you know, there could be some areas of opportunity to, you know, um, speed up that goal or that, that timeframe?
7: Um, I mean, obviously generating more revenue. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be the number one way to do it. And then possibly, you know, bring in that coach a little bit sooner, generating more revenue. Um, and yeah, that's I mean, I would say those are the two ways since the number one goal is to get equipment. The only way to do that is to get more money.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, obviously for you, you know, bringing on the coach, you know, what are the things you have in plan to help kind of like increase that revenue inside your facility from now to the new step?
7: I um, bring in the other coach is going to be great because he's going to bring in a whole different demographic and he's also very big into the social media thing. And so that's, what's going to help out a lot. Um, and so I would say bringing him in. And then, I mean, if, like I said, if I need to start the aggressive marketing, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, it's just ha- hasn't been something that I've really needed to do, but I understand the necessity of it. Absolutely. You know? And so if it, if it becomes a need, Hey, I want to get this done faster. All right, let's
6: let's smash out some marketing campaigns. Yeah, totally. Cool man. Um, so last couple things here. You know, we've we rocketed through a lot of cool stuff, and you know, f- for you, what what would your you know let let's say for you, like what would your life look like? You get into this new facility. Maybe it's five thousand square foot. I uh, not just ballpark here.
1: Yeah. And you'll. Know, you oh, hey, there
6: we go um you know you get into this facility you you start ramping up your members let's say let's say you get you know 22 to 40 clients in the next 90 days like once you're in the facility you know what what does that change for you what you know does that you know financials you know um, opportunities for you know new growth like what, what does that kind of do for you long term
7: it just i mean it shows me that what i'm doing is right main thing. Um, But it just gives me the opportunity to trust in what I've done. And so, okay, if this is working, I'm generating these clients. All right. So now the second one is definitely possible. And let's start putting those plans into place and keep this going as much as possible. Because what I plan on doing as well is having a membership-based gym as well. So I'm going to have equipment, everything like that. And I'm going to have members coming in, in doing their own workouts. I'm going to have a workout on the board or they can do their own thing. But one of the main things that I love doing when 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 I was at Lifetime is just walking around, engaging with people talking to people how's your experience how can i make it better and that itself man that spreads like wildfire Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean that's getting an extra 20 to 40 people would definitely just speed
6: things up even more yeah absolutely and obviously you know that's gonna allow you to sharpen the sword faster and you know to dive into that quality i guess we call it so yeah absolutely love that man love that um well cool last couple things here you know that's a Pretty good spot to wrap up. I I like that. I like that. Um, you know, you've been in the business, you've been in the industry and then obviously your own business, you know, what, what words of advice would you give somebody that's looking to start their own fitness endeavor? You know,
7: Mm, uh, provide the best experience that you possibly can and communicate with your people, but it's, you've got it. You've got to provide the best experience possible, make it fun, make it creative, um, but it's it's you gotta if you if you have to care on you have to put all your heart and your soul into your people, for sure. You know if there's if there's one bit of advice, the other is be ready to long work out. Get ready to long, work long hours, and work hard. You know this industry has a long turnover for a reason.
1: Mm-hmm. You
7: know it takes it takes grit. It, you have to be personable and
6: you have to put in the hours. Yeah. Can definitely uh, agree to that one. Yeah, you know it's uh, you know, but it, it sounds like you know those are great answers. And you know, being being a a people person, I think first is great because the money will come. But if you're truly passionate of the people that you are serving, they're the ones that are going to be returning your investment because you're providing that ultimate service that they need and if they get it they're going to want to have other people try it so that way you know it continues this domino effect so
7: yeah it doesn't take a lot of knowledge to put someone through a workout you know what i mean it takes a lot of a lot of personality and a lot of of trust to go get a workout from somebody and really bust your butt you know then the knowledge to come to provide even more specialties towards more special
6: demographics but you got to be a good motivator man that's all right. Something tells me you got a, a lot of good motivational skills up your uh, sleeve, so. I try, man. I love my job. I love every second of it that I do it. Good. Excellent, man. Well, cool. Well, last thing here is, you know, we always love to give shout outs. So, you know, for anybody that's in, you know, the Cali area of, you know, your facility, you know, how can they reach you? Instagram, Facebook, websites?
7: Yeah, yeah. Instagram is just the grid training. Um, and then from my website is just the I've got links to social media from there. I've got links to MindBody to access my schedule, access studio details. Um, so I would say my website, my Instagram are the best places to go.
2: Awesome,
6: man. Love that. Well, uh, everybody listening there, I think that's a good uh, good point to make, you know, check them out. If you're in that, that area in California, you know, which I got a facility. If you want somebody that's super passionate about what they're doing and the results that you're going to, you know get and expect you know this is the guy um but for everybody else out there that's listening um you know if you want to be on the show feel free to click on our link below type in your info we'll be in touch we'll get you on and you can share your perspective on the fitness industry and all the things that you are doing but until then y'all that's been another
0: episode of the gym Lords podcast gym Lords out